Ayo! Last day of the month, everybody. January 31st. I know you're ready for it. We're ready for it. We're going to talk about this new award we call the Asoda Triple Crown. We just made that up. Ford cutting EV <laughs> prices and Hertz. Rockin' Denver. And several other things that we couldn't fit into the intro notes. You know, we were just like, we, we were at NADA. And everybody was handing out awards. Left We had a 40 under 40 in the AWAs and the things on the floor and all that type of stuff. And we were like, you know what? We were missing out. Here's yeah. an award. <laughs> There's an award. There's an award. Hey, you took a little time off yesterday with the family. How'd you do? Oh, man. I'm telling you what, it was wonderful. I mean, I've got a, I've got a almost 11 month old baby and you know, the, you know, recently when I take trips, she's like, oh, dad's back. No big deal. Right. But this time she was like, no, dad is back. I'm on dad. So that was wonderful. Pick the kids up from school. It was a great day. So that's, I'm cool. ready to, I'm, but I'm back. I'm ready to go. We got four <laughs> days. We got, I mean, with me and Nathan, our producer, if you don't know Nathan, you meet him in the halls. He and I were already like, we jumped in the stream yard. He was like, all right, we're doing the website for a SodaCon, website for a SodaX, how we getting zip, tickets zip. ready. It was like, we got work we're, we're to do. Pembered, ladies and gentlemen. We got work <laughs> to do, to do, to do. I. It's funny, you brought that up about about your little one. I was, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a little time with the family Friday. So I was in the seat yesterday morning. And my little guy, Jaden, he woke up at, at, he wakes up early and wants to sit on my lap while I build the morning show. And uh, I was going to leave and he goes, daddy, don't go to work. Oh, I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> he's never said that before. And I was like, break my heart, break my heart. But he's cool. Oh, he knows. Man. He knows. Well, you'll have, you'll have a nice time Friday. Absolutely. It'll be like that. Absolutely. Hey, I mean, that's, that's the thing about work, right? Something yes, about exactly. it is like it takes sacrifice and working on balance. And like, if he didn't want me to stay home, then I'd be doing it wrong anyway. <laughs> there you go. See, there you all go. right, all right, all right. We got hey, some to get. Lean to. into that, everybody. Yes. If, if your fam don't want you home, then you're doing it wrong anyway. Let's go. <laughs> like, go ahead, go ahead. Please leave. <laughs> all right. So um, we've obviously had a number of days. Uh, we've had like more shows in the last five days, probably than we've ever had in the history of a five day right. period. Um, my voice is almost back. It's getting there. But uh, so today we're getting back in like the flow of what the show is usually and typically regular. Yesterday was kind of like, we'll call that a transition episode. Um, yep. This episode, we're going to give it to you. Um, okay. Let's talk about this triple crown that we we invented. Let's do it. <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> Today is going to get the Asodu Triple Crown, um, and it is a real thing now, as they beat out competitors to hold the top spot as the world's top-selling automaker. Again, um, they did So that's number one crown. Number two crown is that they didn't have any questions at their make meeting. Literally, we talked about this already, but zero dealers yep. asked the question. They're like, are there any questions? <laughs> Very opposite than most of the other make meetings. Um, and number three, they're showing everybody what a healthy leadership transition looks like so let's knock those down so 10.5 million vehicles sold last year uh followed at a distant second by vw with an 8.3 so they really pulled away on that vw obviously had a few more issues and toyota just got their stuff together so they Can deserve you believe it. that that the 2.2 million that's some like fairly major manufacturers that we talk about total that. yeah and they total they, it was like going away absolutely mm -hmm. Uh, unbelievable yeah i mean and what's the most ridiculous about that is they still have the lowest day supply in the market i think the last time i saw the data it was like a five day supply where yep. the average day supply is up over 50 now so God bless you've them. got you've got the 
accelerant of sales, the highest, uh, the, the highest uh, recorded the uh, retail deliveries and still the lowest market day supply. Like talk about a thing. God bless him. <laughs> God bless him. The, no, the second crown, like we said, no questions at the make meeting and uh, we don't have to go in that any, any longer, but the third crown is longtime CEO. And this happened like a few days ago, but we were in the middle of NADA. So we didn't like cover to talk about. We're going to talk about it now. Longtime CEO, Kia Toyota, T-O-Y-O-D-A, for those of you who may be curious. He is 66 years old, and he announced last week he'd be handing the reins to 53-year-old engineer Koji Sato to take over as president and CEO in April, uh, while Mr. Toyota will become chairman. And uh, he says this, when it comes to digitalization, electrification, and connectivity, I personally feel I belong to the older generation. For me to take a step back is important. So context there, he has been a staunch advocate for a slow rollout of EV technology, saying that he is part of, quote, the silent majority that, you know, things are moving much faster than it are practical. And, um, I th and obviously he's taken a lot of flack for that. You know, he's, yep. he's said openly that he believes that Washington is driving the adoption faster than consumers actually want it. And um, so... I think in the midst of all that, he wisely is stepping back and saying, hey, look, I know that I don't have the popular opinion, realizing that it's probably hindering the company if he's still the CEO and has that position. So uh, they're making some shifts and like, man, this just feels like strong, self-aware leadership. Well, extremely self-aware, self-aware of what the company needs and engineer is taking over which is definitely like the lead on whatever is being productized Heck on the yeah. other side. And then to continually say, hey, look, but don't forget our roots. And if you look at Honda as a manufacturer and their level of penetration in the e in the hybrid market, you recognize, hey, they might actually know what the market is looking for right now because of what they've been able to sell into the market. So I, you know, as chairman, he's still going to be extremely influential. Oh, yeah. um, and, I, and I can't wait to see kind of how this like new vibe of a little young meets old. And I mean, young as 53, right? But <laughs> engineer. years younger it. than him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still, like it is self-aware and, and consistent with the brand's ability <laughs> to like have a long life cycle. And man kudos triple crown Way baby to top off the old triple crown that yo. is a triple crown moment if we ever heard one if we ever heard one um just cutting ties with the old moving into the new speaking of cutting things Stop. Uh, so after tesla hit the market a couple weeks ago with some substantial price cuts ford is following suit discounting oh i said discounting cutting the price as much as $5,600 on its Mach-E uh, electric vehicle. It had raised prices on this vehicle actually six months ago, and now is reverse course to maintain market share um, in the competitive space with an average cut across all the trim levels of about $4,500, which equates to about 6%. Um, the largest cut is $5,900 to the GT extended range trim, um, and all trims now except for that GT extended range, fall under the $55,000 price level, yep. which make them eligible for the $7,500 tax credit, tax credit um, which Man. means if you want that GT, it just became $7,500 more expensive in my mind. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So here's what's crazy is 
I, and I was I was thinking back when I was looking at these discounts, the volume of the discounts, how how much on each vehicle. And we ran a story probably a few months ago talking about the average profit margin on a Tesla and the average margin on its competitive EVs. Jeez. And what I know is that the margin was less than the current discount that Ford is offering or the 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 reduction in price that Ford is putting on these vehicles. So yep. They are so incentivizing this that they are willing to take these vehicles at a loss to That's move them unreal. in the market based on the competitor, um, based on competitive changes in the market, like you know uh, additional vehicles being offered by other manufacturers and Tesla's price cuts. But they're cutting into their margin into their margin so deeply that they're going to lose money as compared to Tesla that still is making money on the loss in margin. Yeah, I mean Tesla Wild. was three x the profit margin. Right. right. It was three times. So yep. they can cut it out and still have a really healthy profit. Um, they even, so this is a little insight. The extended range feature is something you can add to these Mach E's, right? Hey, I want mm -hmm. the extended range battery. They even cut the price of adding that feature um, by from $8,700 to 7,000. And you have to think like, there goes the margin in that too. There's no way. Right? There's no way there's any margin left on that. Yeah. Um, so wow. uh, Marin, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I apologize if you're listening, but you're probably not. I'm going to go silent G. Marin Jaja. Silent G, go Jaja. Yeah. yeah. But I said the G, but you just didn't hear it. Jaja. Chief customer officer of the Ford Model E division said, uh, we're responding to changes in the marketplace in a briefing with reporters last year, citing eligibility requirements. Yep. And they just said, we want to stay competitive in the marketplace. So they're actually also adding. So they're cutting the margin. It's probably not profitable. And on top of that, they're adding capacity to the Ford um, Mach-E. And they expect to produce 130,000 of those for customers in North America and Europe this year, up from the previous target of 78,000. So, I mean, increasing that by about 80%. So they're really making a play like, hey, it's a race. A volume to, model. It's a race to right. adoption, right? Yep. They're like, we have to get exactly people in our vehicles. Is. We have to get them in our vehicles. So, um, hey. Speaking of getting people Whoa. in vehicles. Segway. <laughs> so good. He was even you trying to run. Up. I was like, here it comes. Bam. Set it up. <laughs> a recently made try before you buy partnership between rental car company Hertz and the city of Denver aims to increase EV adoption and provide significant data to inform charger replacement across the city. Huge. Uh, Hertz Electrifies <laughs> is the program uh, and will bring some 5,200 rental EVs to the city as a part of the program that's going to allow residents to live the EV life for several days mm -hmm. to see how it fits their lifestyle. Look, this is a partnership that I think we're going to see a lot more cities looking at because the cities are going to be bearing the weight of infrastructure and wondering whether or not customers are willing uh, to adopt this is a big part of like bearing the weight of that infrastructure and like from just a like grid production as well as buildings and where we put these things and rezoning potentially all of that. So, I mean, for Denver to, to, to take a crack at this, I think it's a, I think it's a big deal. I, I like it. You know what? I was just thinking about it. We could have given Hertz the triple crown today. Ah, oh, man. Because this we program, well, the program in and of itself is like a triple crown because they're uh, they're working to do three things, speed up EV adoption, right? And make it more practical. Okay, 
spend a few days in this thing, see what the EV lifestyle. Number two, we're gonna use all the data we gather and how people use it and who's even interested in EVs to inform where we put the chargers and help the city put chargers in. They're partnering with BP Pulse to actually install some fast chargers at the airport and some other places. And number three, my very favorite part, they're developing future techs through Denver's Youth Employment Program and providing EV tools and training yes. through a local technical high school and uh, for students to enroll in the certificate program. And the CEO, Stephen Scher, says, these are people later down the line we would want to work for us. So, I mean, that sounds like a company that understands the road, the path, not only to, um, you know, adoption and, like, how are we going to take care of these cars once they're adopted? Like, <laughs> bravo. Somebody's been paying attention. Wow, Somebody's been crazy. paying attention. Okay. You know what's, you know what's really ridiculous? That Hertz was on the verge of bankruptcy a year and a half ago. Man, Whoa. It's just resiliency. I mean, got some car, that's some car guy mentality right there. Right? Yeah. Not necessarily. And, I mean, I don't know. Now many they're dealers. partnering with whole cities to figure out EV adoption. Yeah, I don't know any dealers that were on the verge of bankruptcy last year, though. Not a None single one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one. But you're right. You're right. I mean, that just shows the ebb and flow and the resilient companies, right? They take the hits and they say, okay, we're not going to think about what happened in the past. We're going to think about where we're going in the future and how can we position what we're doing to go in that direction. It's a good thing. Look, we know we have three automotive stories. If you're new to the show, we usually try to uh, like throw a little retail, like non-automotive retail uh, or a little pop culture. We didn't really have a lot of time to do that today, but we are going to throw one last note in there. Hey, remember Sam's Club? They're coming. Oh, I do. They're coming back. They're coming back. The company announced that they are going to open 30 clubs this year Third, yo they only put like one or two in a city anyway think about the major cities that they go in and adding 30 new massive facilities that include distribution and did and you have all one that closed in your area in. do you, you have we didn't that nashville was like Sam's club costco is our favorite right yep. um but yeah it's a like look Brick and mortar ain't dying, y'all. I've always, I've always wondered dying. why, why they, it's been took taking this so long to get them. I mean, you just look at Costco. Just go on a Costco, and you'll see that it works. <laughs> it works. Yes. Hey, it does. Whatever's going on, you got work to do. You got a month to close. If we can do anything to help you, that's cool. Hey, hey. follow us on LinkedIn at Asotu. We got a lot of great content in the pipeline from NADA and beyond, and we'll see you on the field. 